HVAC 360, episode number 64, ICC Commissioning Accreditation. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of HVAC 360. I'm your host, Matt Nelson. This week, we're going to be talking about a hot topic that's come up in the industry as of late, um, the ICC commissioning accreditation. It's actually kind of a uh, more of a a time-sensitive thing since it's out for public comment and review until the 15th of May. Um, So if you listen to this after the fact, you're going to have to wait and see what comes out of all these all these comments. So, who I got uh, for this show? I got uh, Jerry Kettler, who is uh, I know from uh, Ashray. He's a member of the uh, of the committee uh, on ICC uh, for this uh, AC four seven four seventy six. That's a mouthful. He's also one of the chairs for Ashray Standard on Commissioning. So uh, he's a good guy to get on here. He has a lot of information, and uh, I think that he kind of puts it rather succinctly as far as what this document is, what it means for our industry uh, as far as commissioning goes, and yeah. <laughs> so anyway, hey, uh, before we cut to the tape with Jerry, I'd just like to thank our sponsor, the Building Commissioning Association. Uh, Building Commissioning Association, if, if you don't know what the Building Commissioning Association is, uh, take a look at it. Look it up, bcxa.org is the website. If you're involved in commissioning, this is definitely the place to be, the place to meet and greet. Uh, as of the uh, airing of this episode, uh, we have, uh, it's, it's this upcoming week, is the conference. Uh, so you're probably going to end up missing out, but that's not to kind of dissuade you from, you know, catching up on the, uh, the conference later. Or, you know, even better, put it on your uh, tickler of things to do for next year. Uh, Attend that, and uh, it's a great place to learn about commissioning and meet people in the industry. Other than that, hey, they got the uh, the spring webinar series is uh, in full swing. They have May fifteenth coming up. Is the uh, is control loop tuning and night sack back really that hard? Is one of their ep- one of their webinars, and the last one of the spring series is June nineteenth. Commissioning of Grounding Systems for Mission Control Facilities. So if any either of those interest you, why don't you go and sign up for that right now. Uh, other than that, they have a, uh, a newsletter that you can sign up for online, and that's at bcxa.org. And if you haven't already, become a member. Join the Building Commissioning Association. Uh, be one of the commissioning providers that, uh, that stands together and... Uh, uh, learn and network with those people there. Greatly appreciate the support from the Building Commissioning Association. All right, now on to our interview with Mr. Jerry Kettler. So let's cut to the tape. All right, today we're going to be talking with Jerry Kettler, who is the uh, member of the ICC. IAC 476. If you didn't catch that the first time, we'll go over it again. But he's also the uh, the chair for the ASHRAE Standard on Commissioning. How are you doing this morning, Jerry? Good morning or afternoon. <laughs> so now, I, I guess, uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, we, we have the ICC AC 
476. Can you break that down for me? Yeah, the uh, ICC is the International Code Council. They're a, one of the major purveyors of building codes, construction codes, uh, and now energy codes and green codes also. And the uh, codes are in the energy code particularly and the green code are now requiring uh, commissioning in the 2012 version. And the building officials are now needing to enforce commissioning as part of the code. And in doing that, they have to get a little bit of information and education uh, on what commissioning is, because it's new to most building officials. And the, the uh, ICC has a accreditation service, or International Accreditation Service, IAS, which writes instructions for certification or accreditation in the case of the, uh, the AC-476 document. What they're doing is accrediting the uh, groups that are providing certifications for commissioning providers. And the, the purpose there being that the people that are doing the commissioning, satisfying the code requirements, are in fact qualified and have been tested by somebody so that the building official then can have some confidence that the person doing the commissioning is qualified. And uh, in some cases, the building officials are saying, well, I want to see your membership card or union card or whatever uh, when I walk up to you on a job site to see if you're qualified. Uh, other AHJs uh, do it a different way. But the idea is that the folks doing the commissioning, commissioning process, which is a quality process, that they're qualified to do what they're supposed to be doing on the job site. Now, I guess uh, just to, I guess, catch people up, and maybe they, they, they didn't necessarily understand everything that we're, that we're going to be talking about. This kind of centers around kind of the hot topic of the day in the commissioning world. It's kind of a, a very, a very uh, relevant uh, discussion. It's around uh, this uh, certain document uh, that's out for public review, like you'd mentioned. It's the, right. uh, the proposed accreditation criteria for organizations providing training and or certification of commissioning personnel. That's, that's the document title. Um, Correct. And to kind of read a little bit more from the document, um, the purpose of the document is the uh, uh, the objective of the criteria is to develop an accreditation protocol for organizations to provide training and or certification of commissioning personnel. Commissioning personnel may include commissioning provider of record or commissioning specialists. So I, I guess, the, you know, I mean, there are so many... Uh, ways to be certified as a commissioning authority. Um, you know, how, how is this, how is this going to play, you know, havoc into, into, into what we're doing now? Well, the couple of things that uh, have happened, and I'm, I've spent many hours on conference calls uh, for the uh, 476 document that they're, trying to put information, <clears throat> they're doing an awful lot of things with one document. <clears throat> they're trying to uh, inform uh, a little bit more about what commissioning is and what you need to do uh, for each of the specialties. <clears throat> and uh, we've 
gotten into that document the fact that there is two different levels uh, in the commissioning world. <laughs> There's a commissioning authority, uh, which they're calling commissioning provider of record, which is one of the big issues uh, right now with the uh, IAS uh, committee and the uh, organization, <clears throat> that they've invented this new term called commissioning provider of record. And there's a lot of problems with that, and uh, the basic part of which is it's not used in the industry at all at this time. So it's really going to cause confusion. The, somebody needs to manage the commissioning process, and the industry is now using commissioning authority. Uh, some people call them commissioning agents, but that's also a problematic term in that uh, as an agent, a person has the authority to talk for, make decisions for the a person that hired them. So like a real estate agent can make decisions uh, and represent the a property owner. But in the case of commissioning, we're working for the owner ultimately. And you're only doing the technical part and the management part of the commissioning process. And the designer of the project and the contractor of the project are the ones that actually have to take the actions. So you need somebody when there is more than one uh, technology or more than one system. For example, you might be commissioning uh, air conditioning and lighting and the roof and the elevator. Uh, and if there's four different entities involved in that, you need somebody managing the process, which is where the commissioning authority comes in. And this is what the industry is preferring, and that's one of the uh, problems with the 476 document at this point. Which, by the way, the 476 document is open for public review by IAS at this point. You can get it through their website and uh, put your comments in before the 15th of, of May, uh, and there's going to be a public hearing on this. Uh, but getting back to the, the organization, the commissioning authority would manage all of the specialists and what the industry is calling the individual technical specialist or technician that does air conditioning, elevators, whatever, are called commissioning specialists because they specialize in a certain type of technology, certain system, certain assembly. Uh, one specialist could cover several different uh, technologies if they're so trained and if they're certified. The idea being that there will be a commissioning authority uh, certification, and then uh, the commissioning authority would then manage and know enough about the technologies to know if the specialists are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And then the specialists do their thing, and they're going to need some sort of certification, uh, some sort of, of check of what they're doing to be sure that they're qualified. Uh, many of the technologies already have such certifications. Uh, for example, the elevator folks have their certifications, and they must be certified. The fire alarm uh, folks, specialists, are, are the same way. They're, they already have certifications. So integrating all of this into a system of, of certifications, qualifications, uh, training certificates, uh, whatever. Uh, in fact, the Department of Energy is now... Uh, working on a uh, sort of an outline or a certification program 
that uh, they're just within the last week or two are starting to make public and uh, utilize with the industry. So the whole idea is to get qualified people on the job sites because when the codes start using a new process like commissioning, there's going to be folks out there that know what they're doing and there'll be a, a lot of folks that says, hey, I can do that, uh, or that sounds like a neat thing to do, I think I'll try it. Uh, and then you end up with folks out there either not technically qualified or not in what I would call ethically qualified to properly do a quality process. Now, I know that, uh, you know, when you talk with uh, ASHRAE, um, they, you know, their certification is for the commissioning process management professional. Um, that's right. That's, I mean, that's even a, a, a newer kind of a, a different term than what you're saying. I mean, it, it, I see, I hear you talking about the commissioning authority and having that kind of governance over some of his, you know, the rest of the team. And that seems like mm-hmm. it's, it's the same kind of, you know, again, again, it's a name game, uh, trying to come up with exactly what they're calling, you know, this, uh, that's, management layer. Yeah. That, that's a problem in the industry. That it just, it's just one of those things that the industry is trying to work through of who's called what. Uh, when ASHRAE set up the, their certification for commissioning, and I was a part of that process, that they decided that along with conversations with the user industry, the, the BOMAs and the IFMAs of the world and the, the, and the government agencies, they wanted a certification where the, the people managing or purchasing commissioning knew enough about the process of commissioning to know whether they were getting the the right uh, process, whether they're getting the right information, right documentation, all the rest of that, so that commissioning management became a function of the ASHRAE certification, where the other certifications, and there's four or five national certifications available for commissioning providers, uh, you know, including the Building Commissioning Association uh, one, that uh, certifies providers as opposed to users. And uh, that's sometimes difficult to explain to people that the ASHRAE certification, they say commissioning in the, in the title and they think it's all the same. Well, it's not uh, exactly the same, but uh, both entities, whether it's the authority or the commissioning manager or buyer, should have a knowledge of the basic commissioning process so that they know either how to manage it or how to approve it uh, and, and accept the information, use the information to operate the building. So now, I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, what's what's your, your knee-jerk reaction to to this kind of, um, you know, I, I, I guess, uh, um, accreditation process? I mean, is it something that's... Yeah, the... Some, something needs, the industry needs something, and we've been working on this for some years uh, in the industry, uh, that the various providers, organizations, the various certifiers are actually, if you look at their programs, they're fairly similar, but they're not exactly the same. And the using organizations, including uh, the, the AHJs, the authorities having jurisdiction, and government agencies and whatever, are saying, well, 
there's five different certifications. Which one's which? Which is best? Which is least? So minimum requirements for the certifications have not been set by the industry, although they're similar. So the whole idea of getting a baseline or a, a, a area that everybody conforms to at least a minimum, that's needed in the industry so that regardless of which certification you have and you don't, you, you can't go in and say, okay, I'm going to pick one of the certifications and everybody else goes out of business. Well, we're not set up, you know, the, our economy isn't set up that way. So the idea is to bring everybody up to a minimum so that you can use any of the certifications once they're accredited and be assured that that person knows what they're doing. So I think it's necessary. Uh, I think that the process, uh, the ICC process, is going ahead a little bit quick. Uh, that needs a little more uh, coordination with the commissioning industry and with the with the standard uh, standards writers. Um, but uh, I think it's doable. I think we have an opportunity uh, in at this particular time to make this work. But uh, the uh, 476 document. Uh, which, by the way, there's another document uh, that we haven't talked about yet that people need to know about. <clears throat> it's the uh, ICC, uh, their manual on commissioning that uh, they wrote in order to inform the building officials about more about commissioning. It's called G4-2012 Guideline for Commissioning. Now, if G4 is an explanation of what's in the code, you would think that the accreditation uh, efforts by the same organization would have the same requirements. And unfortunately, they don't. The IAC 476 differs in many aspects from the G4 document, and uh, that we think that's a problem. If you're going to accredit people on a certain process, what you tell them the process is should be the same. Mm -hmm. And uh, right now it's not. It's close, but it's not the same. So uh, what we need to do is a little more uniformity. Uh, the commissioning industry is working with ICC and, uh, and the Department of Energy and with the, a group called NIBS, National Institute of Building Sciences, which is assisting uh, the DOE efforts at this point uh, to try to make all of these certifications and all of these uh, codes and standards and guidelines work together. Now, I guess you know you uh, kind of getting getting back to the um, commissioning specialist um, being being so focused on on one particular uh, component of that. I just look at the industry, and you know, I, I could I could probably say, okay, um, NEB National Environmental Balancing Bureau, they have courses mm -hmm. that specifically focus on certain topics. Um, but aside from that, I mean, I, you know, if you were to tell me, you know, what you have to get a, uh, a commissioning certification specialist uh, a, or a special specialty in HVAC, I'd be like, uh, where did I go? Where did I go for that? Uh, several of the organizations, including uh, NEB and uh, SMACNA and uh, the uh, ACG or ABC, 
uh, organization. Uh, all are strongly uh, air conditioning oriented. Mm-hmm. So I think there's certifications for air conditioning, which is probably the air conditioning in, in a building enclosure are probably the most difficult systems or assemblies to commission mm-hmm. because there's so much variation from building to building and uh, so many opportunities uh, for things not to work. So, uh, and there's three different organizations working on certifications or building enclosures at this point. So there's folks working in these various different areas and uh, you're saying as well, if I'm going to be a commissioning authority, do I need a certification for that? And then if I'm going to do air conditioning and plumbing and lighting, do I need three separate certifications? Mm-hmm. That's still being worked out. We That hasn't been designated yet. It's being set up that way. But how it's going to be enforced and, and applied still is, uh, you know, it's still up for, up for grabs. We don't really know that yet. Uh, got to keep in mind that commissioning is not a very old service. Uh, It evolved out of the uh, testing and balancing world uh, when they decided that uh, in the early 80s that uh, the test and balance function was great, but it didn't really do what, uh, what needed to be done to get the building to operate properly, particularly since uh, the air conditioning systems in the 80s were starting to be connected to other systems. And uh, they developed the commissioning out of the test and balance. Uh, like I say in the 80s, first, the first commissioning guideline in the country was published in 1986. So we're not that far along in the commissioning industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the uh, at, at, at the time when ASHRAE did their uh, 1989 version of uh, the commissioning for HVAC, then shortly thereafter they decided that the process worked for all systems and assemblies. So uh, they started on guideline zero, which is was published in 2005. So HRA guideline zero, which has been sort of the, the uh, way people have sort of zeroed in and this is the process, then uh, that for, for everybody and uh, all the different systems. So the, the various different organizations, uh, specialty organizations, and started developing guidelines for their own systems. But not everybody did it. There's a handful of the systems that now have commissioning guidelines, uh, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. So how do you get all of the various specialties? And then the question always comes up, well, who's going to pay for commissioning, ultimately the owner's going to pay for commissioning. And if you think about what commissioning does is make the building work right, the, the owner ultimately pays for the building not working right in uh, much higher utility bills, uh, paying people to fix things that should have been uh, built right the first time. And so the owner pays either way. But the owner also, based on his program, has to decide which specialties, which assemblies he wants commissioned. Because he may not think that he wants to pay for all of them. And the system, the code systems and these approval accreditations need to recognize that, that the owner still is the one that's making the decision. 
Uh, and we've talked about this to the code folks and about who's going to decide, or does the code say, for a limited number of, of entities, uh, like, for example, the LEED green building process mm-hmm. requires commissioning in air conditioning, anything uses energy, air conditioning, lights, and, and hot water heating. Um, does the code want to do that? Hadn't been decided. Uh, so there's a lot of, we're in the mix right now of a fast-growing industry. People recognize the importance and the value of commissioning, but sorting out who does what is still something that's a very active subject. And this is what the accreditation is trying to get to, is to drive people to qualification so that they know that the process is, is being done right. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's always I've always you know seen, you know, commissioning and 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 lead has done it, you know, both a, a benefit and a disservice by kind of saying, okay, you're going to focus on these specific things, but commissioning has always been here's a process and it's really kind of a la carte, whatever you choose. If you want to choose, you know, HVAC right. and you know the building envelope, or you want to go with uh, just HVAC and electrical. Um, you know, so it is, you know, at least in my mind, always been that kind of a la carte system. So to have that requirement in, you know, code saying you must commission it, I think it's a little bit too, it, it's not specific enough. Right. So that's, that's, that's where we are right now in the codes. It, it says you got in, in to a large extent in the, in the energy code, it says air conditioning and it says lighting. And it has special, you know, specific requirements for those those particular uh, specialties. Mm-hmm. So that's in the IECC you're referring to. That's the International Energy Code 2012 version. Yes. Okay. 2009 is what a lot of people are using around the country, but that refers to commissioning, doesn't require it. Uh, but the 2012 code is the first one that is mandated both testing and balancing performance and commissioning performance. So I guess... A lot of cities about to adopt a lot of these uh, 2012 codes. Mm. So is... uh, I mean, what... I I guess what's your take on on how this, um, you know, criteria is going to, uh, uh, you know, is it going to take effect, do you think? Is it going to be something that, you know, they're going to be doing a lot of tweaking um, is it is it going to go back for a, a rewrite in another public review, or what's the you know the, the process going to be? A four seventy six uh, document, correct? Specifically, yes. Uh, there's a hearing on I think it's the seventh of June out in Los Angeles of on four seventy six. Uh, they'll need to take uh, at that point uh, take it up the line and say, okay, we've heard this. We've got these questions and these problems, and they'll have to decide what they're going to do. Uh, my basic guess at this point is just simply a guess, or I've uh, about it's very hard to predict what the International Code Council is going to do. But uh, my guess is that there's going to be some revisions, uh, and the, those that are interested in this particular subject, I would strongly suggest that they take a look at the AC-476, and if they have a comment to put it in, because uh, that's the, you know, letting it go into effect and then lamenting how bad it is or how good it is is not a good way to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a problem with something, 
say so at that point, and maybe you can get a change, because if you don't say anything, it's not going to get changed. So complaining, making suggestions particularly, uh, not just saying, well, it's a bad, uh, they, the committee will react to good ideas and good changes, and I think that there has to be an, a, a more overall look at all of the commissioning documents and how they fit together, and the NIBS folks and DOE and the commissioning associations are in the process of doing that, but it's it's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what 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 do you think? You know, if you were to take your best guess uh, based on what you know today, you know, how long could it be before we see something? I mean, is it going to be you know months out, years out? Seeing uh, which specifically, Matt, you, you're talking about the changes to 476 the, or right. a certification program or yeah, what? Yeah. Um, I would expect that by next year, by 14, mm-hmm. we'll have a lot more certainty of which way it's going. Uh, it may take another year after that to get everything written and approved and because some of the processes that you go through in writing standards and, and these documents takes a while because you have to go through a whole bunch of different committees, whether it's ASHRAE, whether it's an ANSI approval, whether it's an ICC approval, that it takes a while. Uh, so I would expect a little more clarity uh, by this time next year. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, then the, the, it depends upon what cooperation level the industry is in. Uh, to make everything fit uh, into the in, into the outline that's that's currently currently being developed, but I, I don't think I don't think AC four seventy six is to is to go uh, going to go into effect immediately, mm-hmm. very very soon, uh, unless nobody says anything about it, and uh, any organization that writes standards and codes, whether it's ASHRAE or whoever. If they publish something and the committee thinks it's great and they, nobody says anything, they assume that everybody else agrees with it too, which sometimes isn't the case. So don't be afraid to speak up and say something. Uh, I think the committee, uh, many of us on that AC476 uh, committee, would really encourage people to look at it and comment on it. There are some good things in that document, but it's not ready for and doesn't coordinate well with some of the other documentation. So it needs some fixing, but enough people need to say so. Does that make sense? That, you know, you, mm-hmm. you've got a, it's a public review process, and uh, the public needs to review and comment. No, absolutely. I would I would agree. And typically, you know, in a lot of these scenarios, they're they're going to look at the public comments a lot more seriously than any sort of internal comments that you know uh, you know people on the committee might have. Mm-hmm. So now, I, I guess, do you uh, you know kind of you know, you know I guess speculating a little bit is kind of what we're what we're what I'm going to be asking here. 
the you know since you have the I think the commissioning provider of record or whatever they end up calling it, I think everybody you know could probably tweak their own uh, certification that they have currently uh, to kind of accommodate that. Um, But as far as the specialists go, do you see people trying to, you know, uh, change what they have to to, uh, account for that as well? Or do you think that we're going to see some new, you know, even additional uh, uh, certifications out there to, to cover those? I think you probably, that's going to be a a, a mixture of both the, some of the entities uh, and some of the assemblies systems are pretty well developed. And uh, whether the certification or accreditation program adapts to that function, here I'm thinking specifically of elevators, which is an ASME codes, and the fire alarm systems, uh, and the fire protection systems, which are NFPA standards. Those will probably, other than to get people to, to understand the commissioning process, probably won't change much. They'll need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the commissioning function, as a lot of us practice it, is to interface with the specialty groups and says, hey, uh, let me know when you're doing your, your testing, and oh, by the way, can I have a copy of your testing report? <laughs> so at that point, then the testing for the fire sprinklers and fire alarm and elevators that have their, and they all have report forms. Uh, just You just collect that as part of the commissioning work as far as the commissioning documentation, and you end up with an integrated test report based on what's already being done. And the, But there will be some, for example, we mentioned before that there's at least three different organizations working on building enclosure certifications. Those are, would be new certifications. <clears throat> the uh, landscape folks uh, are part of the uh, the G4 document, and I'm not sure if there is a landscape draining cert- drainage certification. And, uh, the, of course, air conditioning has got three or four. Plumbing is now working on theirs. The Association of Plumbing Engineers is now writing a certification for uh, plumbing commissioning. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the NFPA already has their guideline or standard three for uh, integrated testing and, and that of fire systems. Um, and the uh, light of the, the illuminating engineers, IES, has a guideline on commissioning uh, that follows guidelines, uh, guideline zero from ISRA as a process. Uh, and SMACNA is coming out with a revision to their commissioning uh, manual which is uh, now up for, for review. And uh, so there's a lot of it that exists. Some of it doesn't yet. Yes, there will be new certifications. How long that will take and who's going to do it? Yeah, that's um, the, so we're sort of looking to the industry and looking to uh, organizations like NIBS, which is a coordination-type function uh, in Washington to, to guide and they're not going to be deciding anything, but they can guide and encourage and ask, and, and uh, we, we can end up with a, uh, a more defined system. But, uh, you know, we'll see both new and existings. Uh, that what a lot of us would like to see is let's use what we got. Let's not go back and throw everything out and start over from scratch. 
no need to. Wouldn't work. Uh, and uh, let's, let's use what we got. Let's meld what we've got together. Uh, get people to realize that commissioning is a process. And uh, if they understand what the basic process is, then they can go do their own specialty work, knowing that their function and their documentation it needs to fit in with the, with the final coordinated report. And that's really all you need to train. Now, are we going to see any um, the new training? I mean, obviously, part of the part of the document title is the training. I mean, is this is this is this going to you know uh, kind of get more training on commissioning? Um, you know, being provided around the industry too. Oh yeah, yeah, and that was part of the thing that that the Department of Energy is working on. There's there's the certification program for the commissioning managers. You can do this with experience, education, skills, test, uh, with some instruction, and they have what they call a certificate program where uh, you take a course and uh, take a test, and then you're, and you're certified or you got a certificate that says you completed the training. Mm. That's what they call a certificate program. There's going to be more of those in the specialty areas. Uh, how that's integrated in that's still what, what's being developed. They're, they're at a very early stage on that. Uh, so exactly how all the, all the details work, uh, we, you know, that, that hasn't been decided yet, but it needs to be decided fairly quickly. And the, the active participation of DOE and NIBS uh, is going to help that. And uh, they're actively you know, participating in, in conducting meetings and, and coordination uh, in that, so that's what I'm saying. By this time next year, there'll be a lot more of this that's going to be known. Okay, excellent. So, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to add? Anything that we haven't covered yet? No, the only thing we haven't talked about is uh, some of the. There, there's a bunch of standards and, and guidelines. ASHRAE uh, Standard 202, which is the uh, minimum requirements or derivation of the process from guideline zero, uh, and it's now the minimum uh, requirements or code language in ASHRAE 202. That is in its final edit stage and will be approved. Uh, at least the planned approval is uh, in June in Denver at the ASHRAE meeting. There's also a uh, new guideline from ASHRAE coming out, uh, guideline 0.2, which is the existing building guideline. Existing building commissioning is slightly different, uh, particularly in the information gathering, gathering or first half of the process. Uh, that'll be coming out for public review very soon. Uh, some of the supporting documents, for example, the ASHRAE uh, committees are now working on a, on a guideline for systems manuals. And that's a very important document. And uh, that is referred to in the commissioning process, also referred uh, to in several of the codes now, that part of the responsibilities of the people designing and constructing projects is to provide the owner a systems manual to operate the building. The industry doesn't do a really good job, industry meaning the design and construction industry, doesn't really do a good job at this point of conveying information to the building operator and the building user. 
and there's probably problems on both sides there. But if the building is to operate properly, the building operator, the building engineers, the, the technicians, the maintenance folks need to understand the building and what the what the building was designed for and how it was built. And that's what the systems manual does. And uh, as of today, uh, this which is Friday the 3rd, that particular document from ASHRAE is in what we're calling advisory public review, so that anybody that is interested in documentation of the design and construction process for building operation, we encourage you to take a look at that in the next 30 days and let us know what you think. And uh, we're trying to get industry input into that so that we can make the document as good as possible. And uh, that's one of the one of the things that we like to encourage people. There's a lot of things going on right now, uh, than both in existing and new uh, building uh, construction and commissioning. That uh, is, it's hard to keep track of because there's an awful lot of it going on. But those are the things that I think that that is important. That the commissioning industry now has a standard, which can be be adopted by other ASHRAE codes, by the building codes. It's our understanding that the International Code Council will be adopting 202 as a commissioning process, which they don't they haven't really actually defined the process. All they've said is, "Hey, you got to do it," mm-hmm. but they don't tell you exactly what it is, other than just with a definition. So that 202 is going to be important, and uh, the uh, supporting documents uh, are going to be very helpful. We're working on various different. Uh, documents, uh, user manuals, and that sort of thing, that uh, hopefully in the near future will you know give everybody more more guidance. But it's a complicated process. It's a new process. It's growing quick, uh, but we have to sort of corral it and, and be sure that it's going to be done in a in a logical, cost effective solution. Right, consistency, repeatability. Um, oh yeah, right. yeah, cost effective. Definitely, all those things are are very key. Um, well, any of the uh, the links, uh, um, we'll uh, get those posted on the show notes for some of the things that Jerry's been talking about. Uh, again, thank you, Jerry, for taking the time out of your schedule to uh, to be on the show. And I think it's a, a lot of great, useful information that we have out there now. Glad I can help. All right. And we're back. Thanks again to uh, Jerry for taking time out of his busy schedule to talk with us. I know he has a lot of obligations, and I really appreciate him uh, kind of mentioning everything that he has and taking the time uh, to speak with us. Uh, if you would like to provide feedback to this show, not just you know we're not just soliciting for standards. Go ahead and uh, offer some feedback here, basically on. Uh, on HVAC 360. You can do that a couple of ways. You can either email me, matt at buildingx.co, or you can go to iTunes if that's your uh, place of choice for downloading the episodes. You can leave me a review. I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, even, you know, if you just give me uh, one to five stars, preferably five. Thank you. Um, and if you like the episode, please pass it on. Share it with some friends. Obviously, it's, it's, it's time-sensitive. And we need to get this stuff out. So uh, share it around. And if you want to take action on this uh, particular piece of uh, document, uh, then do that uh, as well. 
As always, thank you so much for listening. That's the reason that I do this for you guys, uh, just to make sure that we're passing on information, that we're sharing things that we should know. Uh, Being a community, I want to thank each and every one of you as a listener. Thank you. Thank you. All right, if you want to get me uh, any other way as far as Twitter goes, that's at BuildingX, the blog, buildingx.co. Hey, if you want to uh, leave some comments there, you know, you can always do that. Uh, And LinkedIn, connect with me if that's what you want to do, Matt Nelson, PE. All right, that pretty much wraps up the show this week. I'm going to end up uh, putting some things on the show notes so you know where those those things are as far as uh, the documents. And uh, we have some extra bonus material as well. So until next time, remember, know what you build and share what you know. 